I want to know from the Glam Julianos, what's your favorite beauty lyric ever sung? Mine is definitely Calgon Girl, because that is product placement, baby. Mariah made it work. I mean, what else is there besides Katy Perry and Cherry Chapstick? Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glam Jolinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> this message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Sarah, I have a new podcast obsession. <gasps> That's not Los Angeles? What? Yeah, you know what's so funny? People are like, do you even listen to your own podcast? Yes, but I also listen to it after. I literally listen it through through. And then the next morning I wake up and when I get ready, I turn it on because I want to hear how people hear it. No, totally, totally. I'm trying to listen more to it. It's just hard for me to listen to myself. I could listen to you. I get like cringy when I listen to myself. I literally in the car will turn myself down. Really? Yeah, which is like, I should listen to myself. I'm getting better at it. Yeah, listen to yourself. Matt will try to play it for him and like Zoe to hear. And I'm like, no, let me leave the room. No, listen to it. It's good. It's good. It strengthens the muscle. It makes you better. It makes you better. Trust. I'm getting better at it. It's just like I get like, like oh, no, I hear you. It gets a little weird. Anyways, what is this new podcast? It's called Girls Next Level. Who hosts it? So it's Holly Madison and Bridget Marquardt. Oh, some of you may be familiar with them because they were the girls next door, along with Kendra Wilkinson. She is not in the podcast because I think it's pretty publicly known that Kendra doesn't get along with Holly and Bridget. I think she's probably fine with Bridget, but doesn't get along with Holly. Got it. But if you're not familiar, Girls Next Door was a show on E! It was about Holly, Bridget and Kendra, the three girlfriends of Hugh Hefner. I remember being just completely transfixed by this show when it was on because you know trashy lingerie on La Cienega mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they always went to trashy lingerie to get costumes for their parties and stuff they would go to I didn't know that and I remember being like oh my god I want to go to trashy lingerie when I move to LA one day oh my god that's so funny and now all the little heathens go there for like their Halloween costumes it like makes me lol but the show was really entertaining it was really eye-opening Everyone just speculated that Hef didn't actually have girlfriends. Like, they're like, there's no way this old man has this many girlfriends, but he really did. And they were all, like, in these relationships with him. And it was so bizarre. So now, Holly and Bridget are basically doing a tell-all on this life of theirs that they used to have. And it is truly jaw-dropping to hear what they experienced and what they went through. Is it, like, them looking back fondly? Or are, is it, like, trauma therapy? It's kind of both. 
It's kind of both. I think Holly, so she wrote a book several years ago. And by the way, if y'all aren't following Holly on Instagram and TikTok, please do. She's really, really great. And also, I feel like she and I would be best friends because she loves Halloween and she loves Disney. Actually, Bridget loves Halloween as well. I feel like I could have been, been like one of their like sister wives, like playmate girlfriends. Totally. Besties. So it's like a shared trauma podcast where they're like, obviously they became super close because of it. But looking back, they're like, wow, that was really fucked up. I mean, this was never me. Like, I always thought Playboy was extremely naughty. The deepest I got was Cosmo sex capades. Oh, yeah, totally. Like horoscopes and positions and whatnot. Yeah, positions and stuff like that. Like, I thought that was dirty. Like, Playboy was just out of sight, out of mind for me. I never even thought about it. But like Bridget and Holly talked about how growing up, it was a magazine where like all the women were just so hot and so beautiful. And they were like, I want to be that. And so it's wild, y'all. Like the stuff that they are revealing, your jaw drops. And also it's like at the time it was early 2000s. So the internet was a baby. Holly talks a lot about how people are like, she should have known going into it, like what to expect. Because like they went through some traumatic shit with Hugh Hefner. Okay. Oh my God. Totally. And she's like, how was I supposed to know? Like, you couldn't get on like a Reddit thread and be like, so he has sex with all the women at the end of the night and you have to like hop on and hop off like a little train. Like, nobody knew that shit. It was all very hush-hush. All the girls never admitted to ever having sex with him. So when new girls would join the group, they're like, oh, wait, what? You're having sex with him? It's wild. I highly recommend listening to it. And you can tell they both have mutual love for each other. So it's like a joy to listen to because it's like they're like they're so sweet and kind to each other, but also kind of like there for each other, too. Right. Because they had to be They like went through all this shit together. Totally. I always think about how if we were doing what we do 20 years before, even if it was like 10 years before when we started, that we would have inevitably been invited to some sort of like playboy mansion party like it would have been a venue of like you know what i mean because i know so many other journalists and media who had been invited and stuff and i was like it just seems like a place that like a beauty brand or something would have happened you know which would have been kind of iconic to go to be honest one of my bosses, who is this insane British man, I love that man, but he was just so inappropriate, crazy. Like the relationship we had, it was not a normal boss employee relationship. Like I was taking him to the hospital and stuff. Okay. It was like everything pre 2020, like all of the problematic, extremely toxic things that you would never happen now. Like the relationship with bosses, shit that we used to do for work would never happen now. All happened to us. No, absolutely not. And like, I love he always was at the Playboy Mansion. He was always there. And this was like 2010, 2011. And I remember one time he wrote me a note or he wrote me something. And it was on Hugh Hefner letterhead. And the letterhead, the HH, they made it so it looked like both boobs and a butt. Of course. I, I don't know why I was surprised by that. But like, of course, yes, yes. I don't know. I always think about that, too. And and Holly and Bridget were saying that, you know, when you would get invited to parties, you had to go to like the UCLA lot in your like lingerie and get picked up by a shuttle because you couldn't just drive on, you know, like they had to shuttle people. And they were like taking Polaroids of people of the girls like coming in to like make sure that they were like up to snuff to like be invited back. <sighs> what a time. Isn't that wild times? 
It's crazy. And now it's like they don't even do Playmates anymore, I don't think. Like they don't even have a physical magazine. It's just kind of like dead. Cardi B was like the creative director at one point. I don't think that's happening anymore. It still exists. In a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Because like wasn't Bretman on the cover or something like that? Oh, I did see that. And I actually loved that. I thought that was great. But definitely, yeah. Playboy as we knew it no longer exists. So what I really, 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 really desperately want is for Holly and Bridget to come on Los Angeles and like tell us every minute detail about their beauty regimens, like getting ready for parties. I mean, I am not finished with all the episodes yet, so maybe they get into this, but I'm like, did Hef have like specific grooming roles for all the women? Like, did they have to have a little landing strip? Did they have to be completely naked? Oh my God, totally. Just like, what's that Netflix series, the docuseries? the cult they had to have like certain hair a certain way oh yes i know you're talking about the mormons and they had to have a certain braid hair yeah except for pubic hair yeah except for pubic hair except for playmates that's what i want to know that's what i want to know i want them to come on and also just talk about like that time and like what was popular at that time makeup wise and if they were getting scent makeup or anything i just i want them to come on body makeup if they were like wearing yeah if they were like doing any treatments Yeah, I'm sure they were. I mean, imagine you have to be like walking around naked all the time. Okay, so if y'all follow Bridget, Holly or Girls Next Level, comment that they should come on Los Angeles, please. That's my dying wish. (laughs) Dying wish. Kirby, what is currently on your face? I debated about what to talk about this week. I'm going to go with something that I think is really relevant right now because it was just announced yesterday. And it is Dr. Shireen Idris, who we have had on the podcast. A gloss alum. Yes, a gloss alum. We had her on last year, two years ago. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I was pregnant during that time. So yeah, it was 2020. Okay, wow. I can't believe it's been that long. But we have some people comment like when we ask who they want on the pod and they're like, Dr. Shireen Idris. I'm like, babes, babes, go look it up. She's on the podcast. She's launching her own skincare line. Yay. Not surprised. Makes sense. Pillow Talk Derm is like such a moment. And the brand is called Pillow Talk Derm. She's launching with three products. It's like specifically for you, right? It's Target's Melasma. It's 100% for melasma, okay? It says that... In 2018, Dr. Idris saw a trend of her patients coming to her with unfounded and inaccurate skincare fears found through the internet that weren't based on scientific facts. On a mission to stop the misinformation, she went straight to the source and began posting videos that debunked erroneous skincare myths right from her bed to her Instagram account and quickly became known as the Pillow Talk Derm. So over time, thousands of skincare-related questions came in from her community about unnecessarily intricate routines to overhyped fads. And from there... She decided to focus on melasma. She said the first product introduction within the Pillow Talk Derm line is very personal and it starts with even skin. Having experienced melasma, Dr. Idris created Major Fade Three-Step Solution, an effective and simplified system featuring proven ingredients that have stood the test of time for powerful results. So I recently just got lab samples. I just finished using On a Mission, which chef's kiss, love. Really good. I think the pads are my favorite. I love the serum and the moisturizer combo. And I've been using the serum at night too. So like day and night, and I feel like it's really working. That serum is not a serum I normally would 
gravitate towards because I feel like it's a little bit more oily, but I like it. Oily, watery. You know what I mean? You're like, I can't tell. Yes. But I'm just going to put it on my face and then it dries down. Yeah. So I finished doing that. I'm now starting this. So there's three products, as I mentioned. There's Major Fade Flash Mask, which is $48. Major Fade Hyper Serum, $68. The Major Fade Active Seal, $58. It's a mask, a serum, and a moisturizer. The first thing I tried was the flash mask. It's an acid-based mask that resurfaces. It has glycolic lactic, tranexamic acid, and glycerin. One thing that they noted to me when they sent it was, hey, okay, when you put this mask on your face, it's probably going to tingle. That's completely normal. Sounds tingly with all those acids in it. Yes. Even in the instructions, it says, leave on for 10 to 15 minutes. You may feel tingling as the exfoliating acids briefly lower the skin's pH. I left it on. And I like peels and stuff that have like the glycolic and the lactic in there. I don't mind a little tingle. There's a difference between like tingle and like your face burning off. Yeah, my face did not become red. Like it wasn't like inflamed. I did blow a cold shot from my Dyson onto my face because of the tingle. It was a pretty intense tingle. So I would make sure that your skin's in a good place before you use it. I let it sit for 15 minutes. I rinsed it off. My skin was glowing and... I'm really, really happy with the texture today. So she has the hyper serum and she, of course, is a dermatologist. She does cosmetic dermatology. So she does utilize syringes for things like Botox and whatever. But I thought it was cute that this serum looks like it's in a syringe and you press the bottom to administer. It's a very milky, hydrating serum. It contains alpha arbutin, which is great for pigmentation unsung hero in the pigmentation game. Same with kojic acid. Kojic acid is what Dr. Sam also pits in her Vegas cream when she compounds it. There's an ingredient that I'm not super familiar with called diglucosal gallic acid, which I need to do a little googs for. And then of course, niacinamide and glycerin. I really like that she's utilizing glycerin in this instead of hyaluronic acid, which I think a lot of people like tend to be like, it has hyaluronic acid, extremely moisturizing. Glycerin is also an unsung hero. We need to like shout out glycerin. We need to do a glossary on glycerin and how fabulous it is. It's literally in everything and people don't talk about it enough. So I like slathered my face and neck in this. And then at the end, I seal it off with the active seal. It kind of reminds me of like a Kate Somerville moisturizer that you press the top and it comes out of the top, like the little pump, the airless pump. Yes, the airless pump. And this is a moisturizer that contains vitamin C ester, hexapeptide 2, hydrolyzed brassica napus seed cake extract, glycerin, and then 4-butyl recorsinol. Okay, I don't know about three or four of those ingredients and I need to do a deeper dive on them, but they do have clinicals behind them. And again, guys, I just started using this last week. So I am going to stick with it before I say like whether it's worth it or not. But I think so many people are passionate about her and like love what she does that they want to support her. Like I'm looking at these. I like that it's three products. I like that they have purpose and intention. The price for what I think that like the ingredients and stuff that are in here, I think this makes sense for her. I mean, we should have a whole episode on pricing. We are. We keep talking about it. We need to do it. But this is like giving me Dennis Gross, Kate Somerville level. And and just from using the products, it feels like that as well. It doesn't feel like a cheapy white labeled whatever. So the flash mask you would use like once, twice a week. 
Yeah, you don't want to use it too often, up to three times a week, but that's max. You use the serum twice a day, every day, and then same with the moisturizer. So that's my current skincare routine. I want to try the mask. I mean, and also the serum. All of them are pretty fabulous. And they did do an independent clinical study on 29 subjects for eight weeks. And it says 90% saw a reduction in the appearance of hyperpigmentation, 100% saw brighter and more radiant skin. And it will be available on pillowtalkderm.com on September 21st, 2022. So it'll be available tomorrow, Wednesday. Amazing. Congrats, Shireen. And this is actually a really nice touch. Proceeds will go to supporting STEM for her, a Washington, D.C.-based nonprofit foundation on a mission to promote education to create awareness, excitement, and opportunities among girls and women to launch successful STEM-related careers. So there's like a feel-good portion to it. Anyways, we're really happy for Shireen Idris. She's really just been killing it, and I appreciate the knowledge that she brings to every platform. Did you see the video she did where she was like, there's this thing where brands will reach out and be like, hey, like it's not a sponsorship, but like if you if you just happen to mention us in this uh, C-tier publication, we'll give you $500. If you just happen to mention us during your interviews in a B-tier publication, it's 70, 750. If you get us in an A-tier publication, just like casually mention us, no sponsorship, we'll pay you $1,000 for every mention. And she was like, I thought this was insane. So I obviously have said no, but they like, this is like a consistent thing that I think that experts in the space, like dermatologists, estheticians and stuff are getting offered instead of doing full on partnerships. My God, it's like sponsored segments. Yeah, it is. I commented on her post and I was like, FYI, any beauty editor, if they get wind that their source is doing this and getting paid behind the scenes without disclosure, you will be blacklisted. Especially like an allure. Are you kidding me? Like, don't fuck around with stuff like that. I understand why the brand might be like, thank you. Like, if you're going to support us, we want to like pay you for that in a a separate way. But like, that is too risky, man. Don't do it. (laughs) That's not worth it. Make them pay you the big bucks for the actual sponsorship, guys. But anyways, Shireen was so, she was just laying it out for people. And I was like, holy crap. Good for you, girl. That's wild. Okay, let's do some beauty news. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We've got another Kardashian brand on the loose. (laughs) On the loose. (laughs) It's on the loose. Get them, wrangle them. Kourtney Kardashian is expanding her love of wellness beyond poosh and is launching what she says has been in the work for five years. It's called Lemmy, L-E-M-M-E. And it's what I think Kirby guessed correctly, and maybe a lot of you guessed. It's supplements, vitamins and supplements. In her Instagram post, she says that she created to become a divine feel-good part of your everyday life. She says, we partnered with the best scientists and doctors to create the cleanest gummy vitamins and supplements using clinically backed ingredients and formulations that help you to live your best life. And of course, we made them so delicious. You won't believe they're this good for you. It launches on the 27th exclusively on lemmylive.com. Still no word on like what kind of supplements, uh, what kind of vitamins. I'm assuming it's going to be like a multivitamin, maybe 
collagen. I don't know. What are you thinking, Kirby? What do you think is going to be in this lineup? Okay, so I saw. So it's not. There's like, there's one that's like called ashwagandha something. And it's supposed to be for like brain health or whatever. Let me matcha, which are energy B12 gummies with matcha and CoQ10 with B12 to support energy metabolism. Hold on. Let's listen to Courtney talk about it. She says it in her own words. Hold on. Let me tell you about Lemmy. Lemmy is my new line of vitamins and supplements. Health and wellness has always been really important to me. I went on a serious mission over the last five years, just really finding the top doctors and scientists to really help me create this brand. We focus on ingredients that fill nutritional gaps in people's diets. If you're struggling with attention or energy or stress, let me really gives you the boost to get you through your day. Creating this brand that had really clean ingredients had packaging that was like the best that we could do for the planet. It was really important to me. As someone who used to take 30 supplements a day, I love the idea of taking a gummy and I just want this brand to be just something that you look forward to taking. They're just so perfect. I cannot listen to her and not think of Benny drama. Like, I'm like, when is Benito coming out with his satirical review of of Lemmy? I wonder because he, like, actually has a relationship with her now, if it's like, uh... But he could do, like, a fun, like, sponsored post. They've hired him before. Well, anyways, cute. What do you you think, Kirby? I think Courtney, this makes sense for her. I actually thought it was an app at first. Because I was like, let me live. Like, is it some kind of app? I was like, is she going to be like tech founder? And it was the branding, her sitting in that chair. Like, it it was not obvious that it was obviously a supplement brand. Yes. And then we saw the trademarks and it was like ashwagandha something. And we were like, okay, so this is clearly supplements, which should make complete and total sense for her. And I think this, in terms of her brand, this is on the right track. I am confused about how this looks. It does not feel like an adult supplement. This feels like it's for children. It's definitely geared towards like a Gen Z-ish, just based on like the branding of it all. I will say like the packaging is really cute. The packaging is cute. Listen, I take them. I take supplements. But do we know if they actually are working? I don't know. Right. But if it's like making you feel better, helping you sleep better at night, Ollie gummies work for me. Sorry, they do. This trip that I went to was with Natural, and I learned that you can give kids melatonin, <laughs> which was so wild. And like a bunch of like, you know, parents messaged me on Instagram was like, oh my God, yes, it's like a saving grace. All that to say, too, the parent company of Natural and is, you know, a big supplement company. And obviously, there's just so much money in that business. And we know obviously Hum and Ollie we love. And so this is this is a smart move for Courtney. I think it is smart. Like that's the thing about supplements. The reason why we like don't promote supplements that often on this podcast is because there's just not a lot of regulation around them. Yeah. And then the clinicals are strange. So I'm curious to see what her like clinicals are. Is she going to have any? Well, because she's like using clinically backed ingredients and formulations. And then she's talking about like working with the best doctors and scientists in the world. So like, let's see it. 
The interesting part to me about this is the one gummy includes CoQ10, which I am a really big fan of CoQ10 in general. I think CoQ10 is a really smart ingredient to have in a supplement because it's something that depletes over time for us. So having it, like taking it orally is really important. So that's like kind of sexy to me. I also like that she mentioned incorporating ingredients that we may not get in our diet because a lot of supplements are like, oh, we have this much of this ingredient in there. And it's like, but you're already eating that typically. No, for sure. I don't know too much about the intricacies of this yet because they haven't really released much and it doesn't come out till the 27th. But I am interested to see what what all of these (laughs) gummies do and if people like them. Yeah. And who's actually buying? Yeah. Who is buying? I want to also know if the same company who's making Lemmy is also making the Barker Wellness CBD supplements. Oh, yeah. It's so homogenous. I wouldn't be surprised. That launched last week. And the whole, uh, you know, mission or idea behind that is that there is like high levels of CBD in the supplements. Isn't that funny that they both decided to launch wellness at the same time? I feel like that's the Kris Jenner effect. I have been in this winery for 35 minutes looking for my sunglasses that my daughter now tells me she has on her face. Let me move on to another headline. I don't know what to think of this, Sarah. Yeah, it's it's a little strange. Let's talk it through. Okay, so as we all know, Barney's New York is no longer. However, according to Women's Wear Daily, it is being brought back to life in the form of a beauty and wellness brand. So yeah, they're doing skincare and supplements. What do you know? But it's actually not a U.S. brand that is behind this venture. It is a soul-based glowant group. They have launched Barney's New York Beauty. It was already a part of Fashion Week. They sponsored the Tommy Hilfiger runway show and they had makeup artist Sam Weiser prep model skin with the collection. Currently, if you go to the website, there are four products. There's a gel cream, a water essence, a hydrogel mask, and then a hybrid cleanser. So like very, I would say like KJ Beauty inspired, which I honestly think that U.S. is not the target demo for this. Like I do feel like it is more Asia based. And I will say that I think that because there is still one Barney's New York and it's based in Tokyo, it's still open. So the price ranges from $48 to $168. And apparently (laughs) they're also going to sell Barney's New York water which was like a popular thing at the department store, which is like (laughs) sourced from Norway and available and still and sparkling. What's the website called? How do you even find it? It's barneys-beauty.com. Oh, okay. I was like, why is this not popping? It's not even populating on Google when you look up Barney's New York Beauty. You can't shop it yet. Uh, There's no price. Oh, and there's like Korean lettering at the top. Okay, so you're right. It's definitely, they're focused more in like Asia. Okay, okay. Yeah, but the fact that they, you know, sponsored the Tommy Hilfiger show makes me also wonder whether or not this is a a move that they're trying to bring back to the U.S. 
I don't know. Maybe Barney's will have a comeback with this. I think it's actually smart of them to go the Asian route and focus on that. These products, I mean, I'm not going to lie. These kind of like are right up my freaking alley. The Glowcella Water Essence. They look beautiful. I mean, and the model skins look great. The U.S. is focused a lot on like calming inflammation. In Asia, it's all about like hydration, hydration, hydration. So that's definitely like what the aim is for all of these products, which I'm like, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, and the like hybrid cleanser, Glosella light gel cream. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be mad if I just randomly received this. <laughs> yeah, and then also too, I want to add, they said that they are going to launch hand products, lip balm, body wash, hair care, and fragrance and a scented candle collection. Ooh, I would like a Barney's candle. This is interesting. I initially, I was like, I don't care. But now I'm kind of like, do I care? I think I care. Do you guys care? I mean, y'all probably don't care. Like, I'm just like gauging the thoughts of the glams. They probably do not care. Like, would we go out of our way to buy it? Perhaps no. Would we gladly receive it as a gift or like maybe buy it as a gift for someone? I feel like, yeah. Ooh, yes. Yes. Okay. Who knows? Maybe people will just freaking fall in love with this stuff. And then because it's like Asia targeted, then it becomes popular on TikTok. And then Barney's New York is back in business, baby. Wow. How cyclical this life is. Ah, oh, we love it. The U-shape haircut. I actually don't know any of these headlines for the most part, minus Lemmy. You're the one that did the headlines this week. So what is the U-shape haircut? Okay, so I just want to say anytime we cover any sort of TikTok hair trend on Refinery, it shoots up to the top. I don't know if people are just constantly searching for a new hair trend, like they're just tired of their hair, whatever, post-pandemic. But a lot of these come from TikTok. This one is not anything new. It's like a technique that people, I think a lot of hairdressers have known and been doing for so long, but like in true TikTok fashion, it's just coming up again. Uh, but I didn't know what it was. So it's called the U-shape haircut and its aim is to help you achieve maximum fullness. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It is basically cutting your hair in a U-shape. So like the middle of your hair in the back, like it's longer than the side. So it allows for layers and a more even outline, apparently. This is like what people learn in cosmetology school, y'all. Like this is not, this is not a trend. This is not like literally it's like you have a blunt cut or you have a U shape in the back. It's not either. It's not like oh my God, blunt cut has been the only way, the straight across cut. Oh my God. It's like, no, this shit has been been happening. Right. It's like why hairdressers cut your hair like this to give the idea of more volume at the top, right? Is there's like more layers to it. Some of them are more extreme. Like the examples that are included in this refinery story look more like just a very well blended haircut but there are some photos where if you google like the u-shape it's like a literal u i'm watching the lucy cow do hers let's see the back haircut 360 like this haircut if you saw it in real life you're not going oh my god she's got a u-shape haircut you're like oh that person blended her layers miraculously it's like a bunch of long layers essentially to add fullness 
the layers start shorter around your face and then go longer as it goes to the end. Yes. Which makes sense. Which like in your head, you're like, yeah, that would be flattering to a face shape. Layers. That's literally what this is called, fam. Like this is layers. I'm literally looking at this girl, Virginia Onkeely. Yeah, she has layers in her hair. I don't know. Like, am I just completely missing the point? No, I think that like to your point, this is just a haircut that most hairdressers do. But I think it's had that like they think this must be the technical term. Oh, my God. We got to stop TikTok. TikTok, we have to stop them. They're completely insane. Okay, I'll stop being negative. If this helps someone go to their hairdresser and actually helps them explain what they want better to their hairstylist, by all means, call it the U-shape. Take in a photo and call it the U-shape haircut. I I think that is a great thing. Same with like the wolf cut and stuff. It's like, ma'am, that's a shag, but sure. Like if it helps you explain it better, go for it. This just cracks me up because literally it's like, Y'all know there's like other ways to cut hair than just straight across the bottom. This is what Onco Tran does. Like I was going to say, when was the last time you had a blunt haircut just straight across? I have, on would murder me if I asked for a blunt. That's like a stylistic thing that helps blend the layers. So it makes the most sense. Especially if you've been like, I mean, anywhere, any big city, but I was going to say, especially in California, if you've been getting a beachy wave or a shag or anything. And there's a way to add layers so there's fullness, right? But I would argue a lot of these women's hair, A, already is like perfectly shiny and full anyways. If I have really thin hair and I try to get that haircut, it's not looking the same as everybody else's. See what I'm saying? No, totally. But I do feel like layers always help to make your hair look fuller. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, even if you have short hair. Anyways, <laughs> I just needed to tell you that this is one of our highest performing stories. Okay, well, I will go to On and tell him I want a U-shaped haircut and I'll report back if he like laughs in my face. Like, oh, you mean that thing I've been doing to your hair for literally a decade? Because there's also the V-shape haircut if you look it up. And I'm like, what is the difference between, is that just more aggressive? Yeah, it comes to a, it comes to a point And it's like the layers are more drastic because it creates the V. The U is kind of what gives it the softer, more blendable, more natural. Yes. Subtle. Yes. What other letters can we get? (laughs) I want the A haircut. It's the opposite. There's just like a giant cone taken out of the back of my hair. Yeah. This is like a Sesame Street episode. What about an S? Do a little squiggle a little squiggle. So it's like kind of curvy. It's two U's essentially, but one's upside down. (laughs) I love though that like you give me intel on what's performing on the website. I know. It's never what you think. Never. Never, ever, ever, ever been so low. It's been a minute. Let's play some data girl. Love it. Okay. So there's two categories that we can quiz you on, which I'm glad about because the first one is the most sung about beauty brands. But I have to say that half of these are fashion brands. So I think that the reason that they're on this list is because I'm like, no one's singing about Dior's makeup, right? Mostly they're singing about fashion. You know what I mean? Like if someone is rapping about Dior, they're likely talking about like a purse or, you know, so however, 
There are 10 brands on this list. I will, I'm just going to tell you the the fashion brands on it so that we can just cut to the chase. So let me just back up. I'll I'll cite my source. So this website, again, it's British. It's all, they're always British. Jewelrybox.co. They did an analysis of fashion's biggest influences on music and they also included beauty brands. So they have like the most sung about jewelry brands, number one being Cartier. They have the most sung about jewelry items, which the most sung about item is a diamond ring. Then they have the most sung about fashion brands, the number one being Gucci. And then the most sung about clothing items, which is a dress. Which I'm just like, how did they do this? Like what sort of robot did they build to listen to all the songs? So then we have the most sung about beauty brands, which... So, like I said, there are 10 on the list. Is Calgon on there? Calgon? Calgon's not on there because the only one woman has sang about Calgon. Gonna shake it off where the loving ain't the same. And you keep on playing games like a son of a... I'm gonna shake it off like on the Calgon commercial. Like, I wanna get about here and go somewhere. <laughs> I never knew that she would mention Initially, I was like, what the hell is Mariah Carey saying? She's singing about the fucking Calgon girl. Calgon, take me away. Only Calgon creates this luxurious world to make you silky all over with rich, moisturizing foams and pampering powders. Let Calgon take you away. They must have done product placement for that. I'll tell you that much. Brilliant. Brilliant. So there's one, two, three. Okay, I guess there's actually only three. Only three beauty brands? Oh, no, there's 10 beauty brands, but there's three of them are fashion brands. I'll just tell you what those are so that you don't have to guess. So number one is Dior. Number one is like the most sung about beauty brand is Dior, but I have a feeling that has to do with the, the fashion, like I said. Number two is Armani. And then number four is Tom Ford. What instances have some has somebody sang about Dior? Does it mention it? Kanye, he has a song called Christian Dior Denim Flow. Okay, yes, yes, okay. I mean, Beyonce sang, mentions Chanel in, on Renaissance. I think she mentions Dior too. And then Armani uh, is number two. And then, yeah, Tom Ford, yeah. Why am I only thinking about that Fergie song, Labels in Love, from the Sex and the City movie, where I'm trying to figure out, like, <laughs> what brands have been name-dropped? At number three, this is well-known founded by a fellow singer and it was mentioned in a song by Ariana Grande now is a competitor of Ariana's well no sorry has always been a competitor of Ariana's Fenty mhm Fenty's number 3 with 1300 song lyric mentions whoa okay what was the Ariana Grande do you know called makeup which i don't even know that song i don't think i know that song sorry ari interesting yeah, sorry. Sorry to you, Ari. Okay, number five. It is a retailer. How many mentions is Sephora in a song? 300 song lyric mentions. This song, Destiny Rogers is Tomboy. I don't know who that is, and I've never heard that song. No idea. Okay, good job. Okay, so number six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Just have at it. What are you thinking? Is Revlon in? Revlon is number 10. Good job. Revlon number 10. Mac Cosmetics. No. Oh, dang it. Okay. I know. Think of think of more like in the Revlon. Okay. Um, Covergirl. No. No. Um, Maybelline? No. L'Oreal? Yes, L'Oreal, number six. Okay, seven, eight, you are 
definitely Dr. Get because I'm always like, what? What song? Is it a beauty brand? Is it like skincare or makeup? Seven is makeup. Mostly they launched skincare, I think, earlier this year, which we talked about on the pod. And we were like, this is ridiculous. Influencer, YouTuber turned makeup entrepreneur. Oh, Jeffree Star? Yeah. Jeffree Star Cosmet. No, I don't. Is mentioned 71 times. It doesn't say what song. So I'm like, I need to Google this. Okay. Okay. That is weird. Eight. It's French. I would not have guessed this. Maybe French songs. La Roche-Posay? Why am I blanking on every French brand I know? Nukes? N-U-X-E? No. It's Guerlain. Oh, Guerlain! Guerlain. Oh, Guerlain. Guerlain. They have like, they're like big on bees and honey. Yes, yes. Okay, so you just have one more. And that is big household name. Been around. Mother, our mothers love it. Yet a nice little... I shouldn't be talking about them like this because they're trying to like rebrand themselves and become a uh, attract a younger audience. Starts with an L. You can get it at like the department store, makeup cosmetic counter. Your mom used to probably buy it and get like the little gift with purchase. Lancome. Yes. Lancome. Wow. Okay. So we have Dior Armani Fenty. That one also doesn't make sense to me. Tom Ford, Sephora, L'Oreal, <laughs> Jeffree Star, Guerlain, Lancome and Revlon. Wow. What do you think the most sung about beauty item? Lipstick is number three. Blush. Blush. Blush did not make the list. Mascara. Mascara number four. Eyeliner. (laughs) No. Lip liner. Lip gloss. Number 10. Eye powder. What's the most sung about beauty product? A compact? No, it's a perfume. Oh, yeah. Britney Spears has a 2013 song titled Perfume. Yes, she does. She does. I'm going to be real. It's not a great song. And then number five is cologne. Okay, two is makeup, which like that shouldn't even be included because that's that's the whole point of this. Three is lipstick, four is mascara. And then then lip gloss is number 10. Number six is kind of strange it's on your hands oh um nail polish yep what color red red nails is number eight but blank nails is number six french tip nude no but that's cute black and then seven is flower beauty which i'm like what is that drew barrymore's brand no but it can't be because that would be in the other category what is a flower beauty You know, some of these are questionable, but... You know what? Let's be real. Some of these little quizzes, we have questions. We have a lot of them. (laughs) Um, I want to know from the Glam Julianos, what's your favorite beauty lyric ever sung? Mine is definitely Calgon Girl, because that is product placement, baby. Mariah made it work. (laughs) It's like the Calgon commercial, like, gonna get about here and go somewhere. Check it on. (laughs) I mean, what else is there besides Katy Perry and Cherry Chapstick? Ooh, Cherry Chapstick. I kissed a girl. I mean, Lady Gaga surely has had to sing about makeup. I mean, Lady Gaga has sung about her hair. That's an important one. Something about rouge. Something about rouge. Cheryl Crow has a song about waterproof mascara. It's called Waterproof Mascara. Oh, my lip gloss is poppin'. 
Yes. Okay. Rihanna has a song called Red Lipstick. Just so many lipstick-related songs out there. I know. So congrats, Kirby. You'll have to find something soon and quiz me because I feel bad I'm always like grilling you, but you're really good at it. You know what was funny is before I saw today's document, I was like, oh, I'm going to do I'm going to quiz Sarah. We're going to do like a fun quiz, but it's not going to be based on like anything. It's just going to be like the first thing that comes to our minds. (laughs) Maybe we'll do that next week. But I was going to be like, name three beauty brands with the letter blank. And then you would have to like quickly. Oh, my gosh. Okay. well, I'm glad I have a little bit of a heads up for that. Yeah, get ready. I'm about to quiz you to the death. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 